in the corporate space that I believe that the best jobs in the world are never advertised. And even if they are, I believe secretly companies already know that who they want to hire. One of the biggest lies that exists in the corporate world is people thinking my work will speak for me. When our juniors are important, our peers are important, our seniors are important. In the corporate world, most people, when they think of networking, they're thinking seniors. But networking has to be 360 degrees. Even in extremely technical businesses as engineering, over 85% of your financial success depends upon your ability to build, maintain, leverage relationships. Networking. This can seem like such an intimidating word. I'm sure when I said the word, you imagined boring career events or conferences where you barely know any people and have to walk up to strangers to pitch yourself or you're standing alone in a corner waiting to go home. But it really is so much more than that. Networking is the most successful way of finding and retaining a meaningful job. And 80% of professionals feel that networking has been essential to their career success. But what exactly is networking and how does one get started? From transitioning dilemmas like quitting or switching your job to the dreaded career breaks, from make-or-break situations like negotiating CTCs or handling feedback between peers. To people-related complexities like having a difficult manager or a toxic work environment. Workwise, we cover it all. Hi, welcome to Workwise with Nokri, a show to help you work better and accelerate your career. I'm Devas Gupta. I'm Meher Sindhu Batra. I'm Deepak Parikh. We'll be your podcast hosts, helping you better tackle those work woes. We have with us Paritosh Pathak, who is a strategic networking coach and a public speaker at large conferences such as NASCOM and TIE. He has guided thousands of entrepreneurs and professionals on how to unlock their networking skills to enable them to achieve their goals. Paritosh, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really excited to learn all about networking from you and uh, to get our conversation going. So to begin, let's discuss what exactly is networking. We've heard so much about it and everyone seems to know about it. But what exactly is it? Is it socializing in a professional setup? Is that what you would call it? Well, Mayor, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's a pleasure to be here. And you've started off with a very big question, right? What is networking? And the biggest confusion in the world is around this one thing itself. And let me simplify that. In our opinion, in our belief system, in our philosophy, school of thought. Networking is our net working for us. So when we have the kind of relationships where our network on its own starts to find opportunities for us, open doors for us, starts to recommend us, refer us, that is when we know that we are truly networking. Other than that, well, yeah, socializing is an aspect of it. Attending events is another aspect of it. But can we just take those individual aspects alone and say that they are networking? Not really. There has to be some outcome, right? If you're going around putting a lot of time and effort to it, there has to be a goal. It can't be 
just going to events, attending them, collecting a couple of cards, finding, finding some leads, or meeting some people, hoping for a job opportunity in the future, right? That can't just be it, right? So the moment the relationships that we have care enough for us that they start to work for us, that is when we believe you're networking. Paritosh, thank you so much. That was a, a wonderful way of describing it very succinctly. Actually, for me, like when I started my career, I was always intimidated by this word. And you said, you know, it's important to have these goals in mind. And I think everyone is trying to learn this art of networking and trying to get it right. But what is that ultimate fruit that one can achieve in the corporate world? In the corporate space, that I believe that the best jobs in the world are never advertised. And even if they are, I believe secretly companies already know that who they want to hire, they're, they're in talks and they have to publish it out there somewhere, show that, yes, we put it out, etc. But most of the best jobs, they are filled through recommendations, referrals, network. That's what's going on. So this would be the very first and obvious fruit, as you're asking for, of it. But then it goes a lot deeper, right? Politics is a huge issue. Biases is a huge issue, right? Sexism is a huge issue in the corporate world. Now, one of the things that any working professional needs to be ensuring when they are in the corporate world is that they're building a safety net for themselves. They've got the right kind of people with them who are supporting them encouraging them, mentoring them, sponsoring them to various opportunities. Because it's not going to happen like this, that, okay, if I build a high-value connection in the corporate world, I'm getting the opportunity today. Because with the person that I'm trying to build a high-value relationship with, there are other people trying to build that too. So I can't just rely on one person, and I have to make sure that I've got some really good people backing me up all kinds of opportunity, not just for promotions, okay? Then job satisfaction is a huge factor. It's been said in the corporate world, people don't leave companies, they leave their managers, right? That's a huge relationship gap right there. If I'm failing to build a strong relationship with my manager, there's no way I'm going to be happy. So, Mara, I've been training and coaching um, corporate folks for a very long time. Until date, I have not met a single person who has said, oh, my manager is awesome. Every person, not even second person, every person that I meet, they're like, oh, you know what? My manager is, is against me. They're doing so much of politics. How can that be that every single manager in the corporate world is corrupt? It just can't be, right? We can't just pass the 100% of the responsibility off to the managers. I'm not saying politics doesn't happen, biases don't happen. Yes, they do. But if I am stuck in this mental trap where I'm thinking that my competence is everything, it's my mistake. One of the biggest lies that exists in the corporate world is people thinking, my work will speak for me. And then the second most common thing in the corporate world is that people who do less work than me are promoted over me. So if my work speaks for me and I'm doing good work, then how come I am not getting promoted at the right pace? In our teachings, Mayor, we talk about a model called Cori, C-O-R-I. Right. This, we divide this into a quadrant and we say that you got to give 25% weightage to everything. And CORI stands for Competence, Ownership, Relationships, and Initiatives. Our experience says that any organization is looking for these four qualities, balance, in fact, balance of these four qualities for promoting people, for giving them leadership opportunities. Right. One, you got to be good at what you do. Two, you got to take ownership of it. Right. I can't just say, oh, you know what? I've done this. Rest is on Meher. That's, it didn't work because Meher didn't do it, right? That's 
so common out there. Then there is relationships, right? What kind of relationships am I building? Because I want to be a leader tomorrow, senior leader, but out here, I am judging people. I'm blaming people. I'm not taking people along. I'm too insecure about my own career, right? What is the growth going to come from if I cannot build the right kind of relationships? Who will I lead tomorrow? And our juniors are important. Our peers are important. Our seniors are important. In the corporate world, most people, when they think of networking, they're thinking seniors. But networking has to be 360 degrees. If our juniors aren't saying good things about us, we're not getting into leadership roles, no matter how good we are at what we do. So the fruits go beyond just career opportunities. It's job satisfaction. It is peer network. It is quality of relationships we have at work. Right? And so much more I can go on, but these are the top few. I love that, uh, Paritosh. And as you were speaking, I was resonating with, with it so much because I was one of those individuals who was, you know, just, I would put my head down and do all the hard work. And I think, okay, yeah, my manager will notice me, you know, I'm doing so much work. And then they didn't notice me and did not get that promotion, as you said. Um, so I'd love for you to elaborate a little bit more on that, you know, networking versus merit. Let's say I'm really good at my work. I have merit by my side. I have uh, you know, like you said, I've done the work, I've taken the initiative, I've taken ownership also for what I've done. But do I still need to network? And how can I do that? And why is it so important? Let me twist the situation. Okay, let's say you want to rely solely on competence, which majority of people, professionals do. Okay, now here's the thing. If you solely rely on competence, it is possible for your career to achieve amazing heights, but you will have to be among the genius category of people. Right, the category of people that are only five in the world, you'll have to be that good. So if you are that good, that the talent that you have and the capability that you have cannot be found anywhere else, sit back, relax. Big checks are coming, big promotions are coming, big travel is coming, everything else is coming. If you're not, if you are among the good or very good kind of people, Meher, then here's the truth. There are far too many of them. You're not alone. There are many more. Right? And while even in those categories, you're obviously not the best. There would be people better than you, faster than you, smarter than you, more analytical that you, than you, be willing to work at a lesser salary than you, right? Then why will you get promoted? Then why would the opportunities come in, right? So fundamentally, people refer people, even for promotion, right? People who are up there, right? Uh, any senior has multiple people and one position. And these multiple people, on an average, tend to be equally good. That's why they are at the position that they are at. Yeah, somebody will have some points more, somebody will have some points more. But principally, they're all good. So if you were a senior leader and you had 10 people and one position, what would you look for? And this is a question that I ask professionals to ask themselves. And then people often come back and say, yeah, you know what? I would look for someone who's got good social capital, who has good friends in the company, someone who doesn't go too much into negativity, right? Someone who's helping out there. And then I go and ask them, are you one of those? No, I'm the kind who's just going to work. Like you said, put my head down, just work, hard work, hard work, hard work, right? But that's not what sells. In this book, Meher, How to Win Friends and Influence People, Dale Carnegie mentioned this. Carnegie Institute did a research and the results of those research were so astonishing that they had to redo the research to verify whether the results have come out right. And I'm going to try and remember exactly what, what they said there. I believe it said, even in extremely technical businesses as engineering, over 85% of your financial success 
depends upon your ability to build, maintain, leverage relationships, lead people, something like that. They call it human engineering. 85%. Imagine that. If 85% of our success depends upon this one skill, what are we doing? Okay. I'm not saying the remaining 15%, which is competence, is not important. It is important. If you're not competent, of course, you, you don't even qualify for the race. You don't, right? So you have to be good. There is no choice. You have to be good at what you do. But that's going to take you 15% in your career. And if you want to go the remaining 85%, build, maintain, leverage relationships, lead people, human engineering. That is the importance. And it's not just about promotions, right? When I am helping someone here or when I'm helping someone there, and I'm building a network where people are saying good things about me, that is called social capital, what people say about me behind my back. Now that social capital is affecting everything from what kind of promotions I'm being given, from what kind of initiatives I'm being invited to, from what kind of meetings I'm being invited to. So what kind of people are hoping to become my friends, inviting me to the inner circle, who is willing to mentor me, who's willing to sponsor me, that social capital defines everything. Wow, that's fantastic. That brings me on to the next question, which is related to what we've talked about so far, Paritosh, is that, you know, the skill of networking, the art of networking, nobody teaches that to us right so maybe some of us are getting it all wrong <laughs> and like you said that uh, we think that whatever skills we have are good enough so we don't even try to become better so how do we actually do the networking right so it doesn't come across as sycophancy or somebody you know trying to take advantage of the other person sitting across us the only way to do that is don't try and take advantage of other people right it's, it's ridiculously simple Meher. one of our core beliefs is authenticity right we, we say this line, sabko sabka sach dikta hai, everyone can see everyone's truth. I can't hide it. You have seen enough life. You have gone through all kinds of experiences. Now I can come in front of you pretending that I'm trying, I'm being your friend. But if I have an agenda, maybe not in the first meeting, no, maybe not in the second meeting, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eight, nine, tenth, you would know. It is stupid of me to think that I am so smart that I can fool my hero. Or anyone for that matter, right? So, sabko sabka sach dikta hai. So, the only thing that's going to work is authenticity. And along with that, priority, making networking a priority, right? Let me ask you this question, Mahar. Are there people in your network who you want to be in touch with? Perhaps you even have their phone number on your phone. And you've been thinking, a oh, long time I've not stayed in touch with this person. Maybe I'll call that person one day, someday. And I joke about this. Um, I say, okay, in our week, there is Monday, there is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There's just some day and one day, they're not there in the week. So most amazing thing is if our existing network, Meher, started to work for us, if the people that we already know, as many people as you know, if those people started to work for you, magic is going to happen. If these people started to open door, refer, recommend, right? Um, support, advise, guide, inspire. If they just started to work for you, magic is going to happen, which means in our existing network, there is massive potential, but we're too busy to stay in touch. What are we doing? We don't know, right? We're clearly busy. We're busier than um, some of the best people out there, right? We just don't have time. It, the amount of time it's going to take is me picking up my phone, going through the phone book, clicking call and calling the person and just asking, how have you been? Long time no see what's happening. That's all there is to it. But we're running around 
being so busy that we are not able to even stay in touch with our network. So two things that I'd recommend to anyone who's watching this, listening, listening to this right now is one, be authentic, right? People can tell your truth. When, when somebody's coming in front of you with an agenda, you can tell. Similarly, they can tell when you go to people with an agenda. They'll just be nice to you. They're not, they don't want a conflict. They're not going to come and say, hey, Mehra, I know you, you're here for a reason and you don't want to be my friend, really. They know. Till the time it is convenient for them, they will ride along with you. And the moment it is inconvenient for them, they'll put you aside and continue going because they can see your truth. So authenticity is the key. And along with that, making it a priority and understanding we don't need reasons to call people. Just calling someone and asking them, how have you been? is amazing. And if we can, if we want to top that up, here is one advice I want to give out to anyone who's watching or listening. Leave people better than you found them through any conversation, right? If, if I'm having a conversation with you and in, in that conversation, I simply end up saying, hey, Meher, the work that you're doing is so inspiring. Thank you so much for doing this. Please keep doing it. Great. And I'll talk to you soon. If I leave you better than I found you, which means the conversation that I had added some value in your life, then I don't really have to stay in touch with you for next six months or a year. And if I call you after a year, we'll be able to pick up wherever we left from. That's all it takes. Authenticity, priority, and adding value in the life of people. And that's all it takes to build a network that is willing to work for us. It's pretty simple, really. Wow, Paritosh, you make it seem so simple, but I'm so guilty of having these thoughts in my head that I'm going to call my you know, ex-colleagues, ex-classmates, or even friends that I've not spoken to in a while. But that's what Vodin Atai needs. You, know, you keep pushing it. <laughs> you like, you know, one day when I'm free, I'll definitely call. Right. So let me cite two interesting researchers here. One, once I read an, an article, I think it was by HBR, that said, the biggest source of a new job opportunity for any employed professional is their past colleagues. Wow. Okay. And then I read another study that disputed this one and said, in today's world, disconnected world, post-COVID world, the biggest source of new opportunities are the people that you haven't yet met, right? My recommendation is take both the studies and apply the learnings of both. Start getting in touch with your past colleagues. Hi, hello, add value, stay in touch, authenticity, priority, right? Find, leave them better than you found them. I love that, uh, Paritosh. And uh, just want to quickly share a story with you. So last week, I went to meet my ex-boss uh, after, I think, two years I was meeting him. And the conversation was really good because we talked about our previous organization, the work we did together. And nothing came out of that conversation. You know, I did not want him to get, give me a job or a new project or something like that. But now at the back of his mind, he knows what I'm doing right now. So in the future, I guess when he thinks of, of some similar project, he'll think of me because we just got up. So I completely understand just staying in touch could help in the long run. Absolutely. Right. Existing network has amazing power. We're just not staying in touch. How many times, Mehra, this happens? Perhaps it's happened in your life. It's happened a lot in my life. Happens a lot less now. But I've, I've in the past, I've been guilty of this myself. But at one point in time, I was thinking I'm too busy to call people. And then when I needed some help from them, I felt guilty that I've not called them in such a long time. So I didn't call them. So earlier, I was not calling for reason X. Now I'm not calling for reason Y. And they're, they're sitting there. And when they get to know that we wanted their help, they get so angry. Like, why didn't you call me? You could have just called me. And at that point, I'm, I'm holding my hand. I'm like, oh my God, how much time I have lost. <laughs> and simple. Pick up the phone. Wonderful. That's great, Paritosh. I want to ask you one final question, which is to do with 
when we're in the early years of our career, you know, like let's say 21 to 25 years of age, when we don't know how to network, let's say, what would be your tips for somebody who probably is listening to this right now? Uh, your three to five golden rules to effectively network. So I'm going to put these down into a very simple sequence so that people can remember that I'm going to describe, okay? So connect, engage, leverage. This is a framework. If if somebody has to, um, in the early years, and they want to build a network and they understand that, okay, you know, if they want to grow over a period of time, they would need a good network. If they understand that, then here is a framework. Connect, engage, and leverage. Start connecting with people. That's what you do for the year one. Connect with as many people as you can. Go to people who are in cross departments. You don't really have to stick to people in your department. Make friends in HR, make friends in finance, make friends in operations. When you in cafeteria, standing in the queue with your plate in the hand, waiting to pick up your food, all you have to just say hi to the person next to you. That's it. When you're passing in those meeting corridors and your eye contact happens, don't just ignore, just nod. What this does, it starts to reprogram our mind that this environment is a safe environment, right? And we slowly, slowly start to feel comfortable. So just a high tomorrow will turn into how are you? The how are you tomorrow will turn into come sit with us. And that will turn into a friendship. That will turn into a collaboration within the company, right? That will turn into a valuable relationship over a period of time. So stage one is connect. Just start connecting with people. Nobody's going to eat you if you would just say hello, right? That's it. So that's stage one. When you start to feel comfortable with this, take it to engage, right? Engage is where you start to add value in the life of people. Could be as small. People have a huge mental block mare when it comes to adding value. People start thinking, what can I do, right? Well, he's the CEO of the company. What can I do for him? Well, CEO can't run the company without good people. Be a good people. Right? Grammatically incorrect sentence, but whatever, right? So be among the good people so that these you you get to know. Right. And then, okay, you can't network with the CEO straight away. I understand that. That requires a lot of willpower, mental clarity, focus, et cetera. But your peers avoid politics, avoid groupism, huge recommendations, stay out of it. Right. Engage with people and you want to make as many friends as you can and as few enemies as you can. Right. And it is almost impossible to do this in the corporate world unless you have a shared determination that I just want to make friends. So engage with people, add value in their life, support them, encourage them, do something for them, help them out, do whatever it takes. So you've connected, take, let's say, a, give it six months, a year's time that faces should be familiar. People should know, oh yeah, you are in that department, right? Sorry, what was your name again? They may not know your name, but they would know you. That's stage one. Stage two, start taking that ahead, not by taking something, but by giving something, whatever you can and advice, support, recommend a book, share, share the workload, whatever. And then the time will come when you will be ready for leverage. And that is when you've built the social capital, what we were discussing earlier, right? When you've built that so social capital over the time, then you are ready to leverage that social capital. That is when you can go to people and ask for favors, ask for recommendations, ask for mentoring, ask for sponsoring. I love that, Paritosh. As you were speaking, I was thinking about the things I could have done in my last job and uh, leveraged the network that I, that already exists. It's not too late. In front of me. Thanks. It's not too late. You can still reach out. Just find a way to add value in their life, right? Just fill it, shut it, forget it, right? Fill people with value, close the chapter, don't track, don't do anything, forget it. It all comes back. 
it all comes back. I love that. Thank you so much, uh, Paritosh. That was such an interesting uh, and insightful conversation. I've learned a lot. Uh, thank you for your time. and My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Workwise with Nokri. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you're listening to this. Also, do share this with your friends who'd benefit from this episode. Do you like to network? How are you going to become better at it now? Is there anything we all can learn from this episode? You can share your perspective on Twitter and LinkedIn and use the hashtag #workwisewithnokri. Three of the best perspectives will get a special surprise from us. So go ahead and share your perspective on your social media. Thanks again for listening to this episode. I'm Meher Sindhu Batra and you were listening to Workwise with Nokri, a career podcast from nokri.com produced by Wine Studio. Hold up. 